0: Welcome to It's a Good Day podcast. We are sisters who love to chat and believe that through Jesus, even the tough seasons are good.
1: We want to share the stories of ordinary people and have some
0: laughs along the way. I'm Delight, I'm the older one. I'm August, and I'm the younger one. You never know what will happen on our show, but we hope you will join us as we find the good in every day.
1: Oh, I, oh,
2: I tried
0: and failed. <laughs> Were,
1: or or just fail. they weren't very pretty. I if I yeah. had kept doing it, I would have yeah. done better. Did you have the
2: foamed milk <laughs> when we were when I was in Perth? Mm-hmm. That was like my work duty. Pith. Some people ah, nice. cleaned in toilets. Pith. Some people like there were all different things. But the first time mine Lucky. was working in the cafe. Oh my word! And then the second time it was making breakfast for the base with two other girls and washing the windows.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're like, so that was, so, you know how to do it all. <laughs> wash window. I can't think of much that you're not good at, really. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I think because you have such a, like, your personality is very, I don't Versatile. know. Like, if you're doing it, you're like, it doesn't mean we'll keep it in there. It, it's necessarily, it's just to get us comfortable and start talking. I mean, like, yeah, we're recording. Didn't you know? No. <laughs> I love on... <laughs> You can just, like,
0: tell there's, like, a switch when it happens. It'll <laughs> be like, like, I can just tell in Right. I'm like, I mean,
1: with myself, I'm sure, too. My proper yeah. recording voice. <laughs> August always says her radio voice. Anyway, but you... I think because you're, like... I mean, no one's in a good mood all the time. But, like, if you decide to do something... August is in a good mood all the time. I would say you are,
0: too, so... <laughs> but i'm not i mean
1: i'm in a good mood most of the time i'm not in a good mood all yes. the time though
0: no, anymore no i think i probably still am most mostly yeah we all but you guys aren't days. around me when i'm home all well, right but same here <laughs> yeah
1: i'm just saying when you are going to do something and you decide to do it like maybe in maybe before you decided you might be like okay i don't really want to do that but like once you're doing it like you're usually pretty positive and like enthusiastic I feel like mm. and so it makes it that you're like so it makes me feel like you could do anything because if you oh. decide to do it you're like fun to be around and people like you know you're gonna get the job done and do it and do it right And I don't know I don't know anyway thank you for joining <laughs> us lovely listeners mm-hmm. oh I could start doing like a an alliteration like every time you know like with What's an alliteration <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's when words all begin with the same letter yeah. or like the same sound. Like, Lovely listeners, are you lingering with your lemonade? To- <laughs> I don't know. Wow! So like each
1: time Good it could be like to both know like that. Loitering listeners. <laughs> I don't know. I never know how to dr- address ladies. them. Anyway, <laughs> today August and I have my our good friend Alicia Ochola with us. Yeah. For some reason, this week I've been wanting to use your maiden name, which I feel like I haven't done in years because you've been married for several years now. But it just keeps forward to be exact. coming up, and I guess I knew you a lot of years before that. But that's true. Um, we're so glad you're here. It's mm-hmm. so fun. We've had you on our list, our wish list for at least a year. So <laughs> yeah, um, it's super fun. But will you just start off and tell us a little bit about you?
2: Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. This you're is welcome. so fun. I'm it so happy is. to be here with both mm-hmm. of you. Um, my name is Alicia Ochola. My maiden name is Kronk, just in case mm-hmm. you guys were wondering <laughs> from Delight's Little... Um, introduction, but I don't know where all the listeners are from, but I'm originally from Carthage, New York, and yeah, grew up in a small town, loved it so much, was homeschooled all through school, and I loved that too, and I did not feel like I was deprived of socialization, in case anybody wants to know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) Wait, did you go to public school, though? eventually
2: sorry i'm sorry in high school oh, i went oh, okay. to public because was like, wait why am i
1: feeling why do i remember her <laughs> correct thank I, you I I for reminding to me <laughs> i just was like wait didn't you ha- graduate from okay but up till high
0: school right? yes okay. Car- carthage sorry.
2: high school i did go to <laughs> and um so i'm married to moses ochola he's ugandan um from uganda not a Ugandan who was raised in the States. And we have a little boy who is 20 months today. Delight reminded me. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, His name is Sebastian, and he is just the joy of our lives. Um, My husband and I have been doing missions work in Uganda for the last five years, well, from 2014 to 2019. And then uh, we came back to the States to... Um, he did a year of Bible college. So, yeah, I feel like when people ask us like what we do or who we are, I say I'm a missionary, but then I'm like, oh, okay, well, I haven't been for the last year, but it's still who we are. So, yes.
1: And right now... We all are, right? We're all missionaries in some way, hopefully. We are. That's what we're called to do. Amen. <laughs> and
2: I work with a college ministry called Basic, and um they were just awesome when I was in college I I made incredible friends and had an awesome uh, community and so I get to do life with them and minister to college students however that's gonna look during COVID this year and however things
1: change we're still gonna be walking with college students <laughs> wow yeah it's been a crazy year hasn't it it's, it's been like a crazy year <laughs> it's just so weird like tell us a little bit like how has that How has that affected you? How do you feel? Well, not, you don't tell us how you feel about it as a whole, but how has that affected you as far as,
0: go ahead. I just have to say something. Okay. To do that. Like, I wonder who else wakes up every morning or not every morning, but like often and is like kind of still wondering if it's all just not real and and a dream. Do you feel like that? Yeah, I do. Like sometimes I'm like, this isn't really what's happening in the world, right? Like- we're not really all wearing masks into the store and like, I don't know. It's just crazy. So I'm sorry. We're, we don't have to talk about that anymore. But no. no,
2: I think what has surprised me. Okay. I still like often forget my mask. Like, so I will like leave my car and then, oh man. And then have to mm-hmm. run back to my car and like get it. But it's like weird that I've gotten used to seeing people with masks. So I don't do a double take anymore or I don't like think about it as much anymore. It's like become kind of normal. And it's really weird to me that that has
1: become normal. Right? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Were you, yeah. Did you have a period where you were like totally staying home? You did, right? Like at Mm -hmm. the beginning, like we all kind of, we all pretty much were. And like, how was that for you? And how did that affect you? Well,
2: I love people so much and I'm energized by being around people. I'm an mm-hmm. extreme extrovert and my husband is not at all. He, okay. Every personality test Myers Briggs and, um, what is the new great, wonderful personality? Enneagram. Thank you <laughs> for our Enneagrams and all of that. Like, And every single category, we are like exact polar opposites. (laughs) So, I mean, like, yeah, he is on one side, I'm on the other. And as we go into different traits, like we are completely opposite. So Mm -hmm. opposites attract. And I'm so thankful that he is my strength and my weakness. But um, all that to say, he has loved like being inside. And I think... I've loved like being able to see him unwind and relax, but it's not really been as fun for me (laughs) to Mm -hmm. be secluded from friends and just being able to go out and go out to dinner, go out to a coffee shop or meet up with friends and things like that. Um, I understand completely. I was, yes, (laughs) really happy when things started opening back up a little bit because we were probably pretty much solely staying inside like three and a half months maybe it like except for grocery shopping yep. yeah yeah
0: mm-hmm. so
2: um I'm very happy that the world is open again <laughs> <laughs> and alive again <laughs> yes
0: hmm. I what? no okay no.
1: um I I don't know why that I think it's so fun that Sebastian, your son was born on Christmas. So I just felt like we needed to mention, mention that, but your little Christmas present. I'm trying to remember if you did, I don't really remember what you did for his birthday last year or if you did something a different day or I'm just always curious about people that have like really holiday birthdays. Like if, like if you you will feel like you want to handle it differently than like the normal birthday or what like I know some people do like the half birthday thing and I think that's kind of cool
0: but anyway yeah. I'm just i curious. curious to hear too <laughs>
2: we thought about this a lot because his original due date was on New Year's so we knew either way that it would be close to like Christmas New Year's holiday time when everyone's so busy mm-hmm. and my dad's birthday is the day after Christmas and I always remember like as a kid growing up and my dad telling me that he felt like he got kind of gypped that, you know, yeah, it was Christmas and then they'd kind of maybe do something sort of small for his birthday and that it just was always a bit of a bummer to him. Right. So I, to me, I, I was like, all right, I'm not going to celebrate his birthday like on his birthday for that to be it. And then we thought about the half birthday thing, but I think people are really busy during the summer too. You know, a lot of people are gone on holiday. So we decided to do late January, like exactly one month after his birthday. That's his big thing with family and his big party. And I love it. Everyone is kind of recovered, like from Thanksgiving and all the Christmas stuff and New Year's. And, and then wherever we are in the world and whether I'm homeschooling him or he's going to school somewhere like by January kids will be back in school so he can celebrate with other friends too so Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. I like it um will you do you plan to homeschool or do you just well you'll take it wherever you are and whatever's going (laughs) on it like in Uganda if you live in Uganda would you homeschool or how would that work if you're there
2: so I mean, we never really have a five-year plan, mm-hmm. or a two-year plan, or one-year plan, like a one-year plan. <laughs> <laughs> like a one I, right plan. Now <laughs> you don't think about it. Yeah. And so I would, I am somebody who loves having a plan and knowing what's happening in the future. But the Lord is like, but that's not how we're going to roll right now. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. Even as far as where we'll be, I'm not totally sure. But if if and when Well, we're definitely going back to Uganda, whether it's sooner or later, we're not sure. But um, I would definitely homeschool him there. Um, Yeah, we've talked about that a lot. And just for many reasons, um, one is kids who are different ethnicity or have different backgrounds. um, They're really, really very much not accepted by the local kids in schools. Okay. And... So we definitely could send him, but I think all the challenges that would be there for him would outweigh the positives. And so, uh, yeah, we would definitely homeschool him there and possibly here, too. It just really
1: depends on what's going on in our lives at that time. Sure. Um, That's, yeah, kind of an interesting subject. Like, I'd love to dive into that a little bit deeper as far as so being in a mixed marriage where like it's not only that you're from different countries but you're also like different colors and Mm -hmm. you're so then your son like you're saying like in my mind thinking like oh yeah he's Ugandan like in my mind thinking there like he's Ugandan why would it be any different but like you're saying I don't know if I've ever thought about that before before and probably do you think just because would it be because his mom is white or because his skin is a little lighter than theirs or what is the distinguishing factor that he would maybe get treated differently or what which thing would it be from
2: Um I think there obviously like you stand out if you're a different color so yeah. I stand out and Sebastian would as well because he's a very different color from his dad and like his friends there but also there like your color comes with kind of an automatic connotation that people assume that you have a lot more money and that you're at a higher economic status or mm-hmm. maybe because of that that you just have a better and easier life and so um, some some are even jealous or can be upset by that and so mm-hmm. would be mean to other children who are different from them in that way because and obviously I'm not talking about every single person um of course it's just a generalization right some of them would have that mindset and maybe just treat him differently because of that yeah and it's it's interesting because you know he's he's mixed and when we were in Uganda people would just call him White, like right. He there's not really, they're not like you are mixed or you are brown, but they're like, eh, you are you're white. Like we're putting you in that category, and you're like, you're so dark, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But then here, it's crazy because he would be considered like in the black category. People would be like, he is a black kid, and so we've thought a lot about that as far as his identity too, and. Yeah, just talking to him about like you have a black daddy and a white mommy and that's your identity and you're both and it's a wonderful thing because as we come and go, it's going to be weird for him, I think, figuring out that identity. Like they call me white here, they call me black here. like, So I think we'll just talk to him a lot about that as he's growing up and that he's both and that that's really special.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I think it is so... I think it's so interesting. Like, I think that there it's so important, even like, obviously, I've talked with you a lot of times. I don't know that we've talked about this subject all that much, but even. um, okay, like in the adoption world, they talk a lot or we talk a lot about um, acknowledging the difference, Mm. like instead of. Instead of just kind of being like, yeah, you're adopted, but it's just like everybody else. It's really not. Mm -hmm. And so they talk about, there's another word, acknowledging instead of maybe just ignoring. Mm. Maybe it's just ignore. Like Mm -hmm. maybe acknowledging instead of ignoring. Mm. It doesn't seem quite right to me, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, but just acknowledging the difference like so the times for me when it's very obvious that because my son's adopted things are different than like maybe my sister who has biological children and like instead of like just kind of embracing Mm that the the difference and Mm -hmm. really talking about it and Mm -hmm. it being okay that it Mm -hmm. is and i would imagine that it's probably the same like being in a mixed race is that the right way that's how Mm -hmm. you would say it right Um, I think so. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I meant like you personally, I feel like that's what I've heard you say, but being in a mixed race marriage, like I think that like it is different. Mm -hmm. And so I think that for someone like me, I might like my tendency might be to sort of ignore that difference Mm -hmm. because I think that we always like, we don't ever want to offend. And I think even this, the whole race issue some ignorance in that is because of that not because of not caring or not because of not wanting to do it right but almost we retreat because we don't want to offend mm-hmm. right for sure and so mm-hmm. yeah um i would guess that it's probably similar as far as like i feel like i watch you like more like just acknowledge the difference like yeah <laughs> i'm white he's black We have a, it's, it's a little different because we're even besides just different cultures, like August, I feel like has to do that as well because her husband's also, Mm -hmm. you know, like from a different Mm -hmm. culture. Right. Um, but I think especially in our world right now, when it comes to race, like Mm -hmm. it's set, it's a, I'm glad it is, but it's a hot topic, you know? And so rather than ignoring that, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's cool to acknowledge that and seems like important. Mm, It's a very,
2: mm, it's very important. And I, I think I'm learning as well. So with our uh, work with basic, we had this um, amazing pastor come up from the Long Island area and he's African-American and he just had a chat with us about racial diversity and how we as a staff can help our college students just Mm -hmm. navigate all, all this that's going on. And Um, I pulled him aside afterwards and I'm like, I, I really want your wisdom. (laughs) And so I said, I hope you don't mind if I ask you like an out of the box kind of question. But uh, my husband is Ugandan and we have a little boy. And I said, I am, I'm still learning. And we're kind of learning as a family because uh, my husband is now here, but he's not African American and hasn't experienced the hardships that they have here but right at some point maybe people will expect my husband to identify with african-americans and my son as well and so and i grew up with not a lot of diversity around me and with the privilege of not always having to think about that struggle and so i just said to him like help us like what can you help us learn as a family so that we can just be knowledgeable about this and walk through it better and he just focused on my son uh, on sebastian and really like giving him such a solid foundation of identity and that's what it is for all of us like knowing who you are in christ yeah and acknowledging like yes i have brown skin and I have a white parent and a black parent and being proud of that and talking about the differences. And I think something I've also never thought about was, you know, I was looking at the books we have on our shelves and the toys. We have Fisher price, little people, you know, the pilots and doctors and whatever. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like most of a lot of these toys and a lot of these books have white characters like Mm -hmm. all through them. And so again, it's just something I haven't always had to think through before because of the lack of diversity that's been around me. And it's an awesome opportunity to think about that. And so we're making sure that our house is full of like toys and books that have cultural and racial diversity in them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And even for people that don't have that directly in their lives, I think that it's important for them to realize that, so that when they see someone that is darker skin, they're not like, oh, what is wrong with them? You know, like for them to know. Yeah. I think
1: that's an interesting thought for me. Um, Okay. It's funny because like Harrison's first mom is mixed race, you know? So even mm-hmm. though he doesn't look like, even though mm-hmm. he looks very white, like mm-hmm. he Someday when he learns about her and sees her picture and like because he doesn't look that way, I don't think it will affect him in the same way it does Sebastian, but like I think it will be an interesting thing for him to learn like that part of his identity, you yeah. know, but even as so Alicia lives a few hours from me right now, you know, but obviously we have sons that are really close in age, which is really fun, and we didn't we haven't even said about just how we were friends growing up and we haven't even got that far yet, (laughs) but I love, we just jumped right in. But, um, I don't know. It's interesting for me thinking about like, okay, my child and like, how do I, like, I want to teach him all the same things that you're saying. Like, I want him to grow up, like understanding those things and like how, how, to relate and appreciate people that look different or mm-hmm. are in different places or from different countries or whatever, and even so last night we were together, and I think that I mean there's so little still, but I think that Harrison noticed that Sebastian had different color skin, That's which true. is like I love it, like and mm-hmm. I love it, not even two yet they don't they don't have to feel uncomfortable about noticing that. Mm-hmm. It's just a fact. He looks different. Mm -hmm. His hair is different than his, you know. Totally. And so, and like Jordan pointed out, that Harrison was touching Sebastian's hair, and it made me think. Like, I know. A spot like in the adoption, especially like the transracial adoption community, like I know that that's a really big thing. Like, don't touch my kid's hair, and Hmm. like they're, I've yeah different things I've read or whatever, like just very protective of like, just because I'm different doesn't mean you can touch me kind of thing, Mm. which that's fine. And that doesn't, I feel like some of those things can come a little bit with an attitude and I don't love that. Mm. But again, I'm not in that position. And so Hmm. I'm not going to fault it, but I was curious. And again, like I'm asking you and you're the mom, you're the mom that doesn't have a different hair that people are trying to touch. So like, huh? you know, I don't know how well you'll feel like you would know, but like, I'm curious if you're like, yeah, I really would hate that if somebody was touching his hair. I don't know. I don't know how to even ask that question, but you know what I mean?
2: (laughs) I, I don't think I've ever thought through that completely. So it's a really good question, but I want to touch on my experience in Uganda related to that and then bring it back. Yeah. So Again, you, obviously in Uganda I look different than the people there. Right, it's the opposite. Like in Uganda, you're the one that's yes. the outsider. And, and people were very much like, oh, like I want to touch your skin and feel your hair. And I'm I'm so easygoing. I'm like one of I'm just really easygoing. But sometimes it did kind of get to me. Like we would ride public taxis, and there would just be strangers like reaching out and grabbing grabbing you, and I didn't like that, so I think it just, for me, it comes back to a respect thing. Like if someone asked me, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I feel my skin. That's right. cool." Like, yeah, right. but it's just like the asking first, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's I such think a that's point. basic, like respect or whatever. Right. And so, yeah, I think anyone who noticed Sebastian or his friends like your hair is different like I think as long as they ask then that's great like if he is comfortable with it then like yeah man I'm comfortable Go with for it, it. <laughs> and, and I think it's an opportunity to like have a conversation I'm all about that like mm. yeah that I can have him um look at um his cousin my sister's daughter who is is white and like, look, her, her skin is different than yours and isn't that cool and her hair. And I I think having conversations about it is great and yeah. exploring. and
1: Yeah, that makes, obviously, like, when they're so little, they're little, they're not. It's completely innocent, oh, probably yeah. for a long time. But, like, for me to teach him, like, hey, you know, it's good to ask your friend before you do that or whatever. Oh, so interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I've thought about some of this some, but it's isn't parenting interesting, you know, like there's so many things, like I'm so thankful that we have the Lord and we can rely on the Holy Spirit yeah. even for in, for in the moment to lead us and guide us because whoo, it's crazy out there <laughs> in this mm-hmm. world. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just thankful for that. Um, all right. Well, but, what else? <laughs> but, um, Yeah. I don't know if
2: I'm like beating a dead horse, but I just, I just think it's like you said. At times, people have been scared to, like, oh, don't don't touch him, and we're just all the same, and sh- 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 like, don't point out that like he's black or oh, you know, right. But I think like absolutely point it out, and like, like don't be embarrassed about it, like wow, like she's black. Isn't she so beautiful? Like, look at her hair. Oh, he's brown, like Latino. Like, look at how beautiful he is too. Like, look at all the beauty that God created us all with. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all good. And we don't have to be like scared to talk about it. Like, point it out and talk about it and how all of it is like so good. You know? Yeah,
0: like it almost makes me wonder if like, where did that shame come from? That, because I think that In my own head, one of the reasons in my own head that I wouldn't want to point it out is because maybe they feel bad. But Mm -hmm. I think that's just our our own mindset of like we're making it something that it's not. Mm -hmm. And and then they're taking that on as something that they didn't have to take on as weird or strange. Yeah. Mm hmm.
2: And obviously, like, yeah, I think there are historical things that have brought shame into yes, that. But we are for sure we have the opportunity to move beyond that and yeah. to bring restoration. Totally. Yeah. yeah. To bring God's kingdom on Earth. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> It'll be interesting, like with my kids, because so far, Ilian and Atlas look a lot different, but they have the same skin tone. It'll be interesting like if it, if when they get older, if their skin will darken anymore or if it will look, you know, like kind of similar to mine or yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. if it will, if they'll feel weird or if they'll, right? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I don't think it's a conversation I've ever had with Dionysio either, just of how like he feels about right. it or if he feels yeah, like looking different, but yeah, it's interesting. So, well, since we've talked around Moses quite a lot, um, (laughs) tell us just, I don't know, I mean, it can be as long as you want, or the short version of just how you guys met and got connected and all of that. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if any of the listeners have heard of YWAM, Youth with a Mission, but we were both... Um, with that organization for a while. They're just a a Christian missions organization. So I did a school with them in Perth, Australia. And all right, back up, rewind. I um, have felt almost my whole life very called to Africa. And I mean, as a little girl, I had never met anybody from any African country And I didn't know much about any of the countries, (laughs) but it was just totally the Lord, obviously. Like it was a really deep desire that God had put in my heart. And when I was like 12, I used to tell my friends that I was going to be working with children there. And they were like, okay, um, all right, that's cool. (laughs) You know, it was just out of the box. Um, We're fast forward again. Um, through lots of different circumstances, and through me saying no to the Lord for quite a long time, um, I I said yes, to like to going into foreign missions, and it started with a school in Australia. Um, I went and packed my bags, knowing we had three months of Bible teaching and preparation, and that we would have three months of outreach, and we had no idea where in the world we were going. It could have been anywhere on any continent in the entire world. <laughs> and I just wow. was like, yeah, I know that I'm going to be in an African country. Like <laughs> and they were like, well, we're not necessarily sending people there. So, when it <laughs> came to decision point, they really wanted people just to pray about it and seek the Lord and to not like see where their friends were going and whatever. So, my school, they were splitting up into two groups. They said we had two options. And they were going to write both of those options on the board, and then we would pray about it and just text our leader. So they wrote Nepal on one side of the board, and there people were chatting, and then on the other side, they wrote Uganda, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to Uganda, Lord. Like <laughs> I already know, like, <laughs> you've had this all planned out. So... Um our team went there and spent almost three months and we went to lots of different cities in Uganda. We were traveling and we did all all kinds of different things that you do on missions trips. You pastors ministry and kids' ministry and teaching different places. Well, one particular place, Moses, was there and he had just finished the school that I was doing with YWAM at his Ugandan base. And he led our team into doing all kinds of agriculture ministry and church ministry. And I was really like did not give out my information to many people as we went around. Like different people asked and I was like, well, I just no, (laughs) I'm not going to give you my number and whatever because I didn't know them very well. But I just remember him seeming different and like trustworthy and a really good guy. And I was like, I don't mind if we become Facebook friends. That's all right. And um, I just remember helping him a lot around cooking. He slaughtered chickens and killed chickens for our team to prepare dinner. And I would help him cook and and all these different things. And when I left, we both assumed we'd never see each other ever again. And then I felt the Lord call me back to Uganda long term. And I ended up going to a base in the city of Jinja. And that is not where Moses was when I met him and not where he was from. But he was at that base by the time I got back.
0: Okay, hang on. Yes. (laughs) So like, had you been in communication at all in those times of you being back in the States or whatever?
2: Uh, Not very much. I think we would like each other's Facebook pictures once in a while. Okay. And then, I put a post up. Isn't it so funny? Social media. (laughs) Like, have you communicated with someone? No, but we're on like social
0: media together. (laughs) So I don't know (laughs) what that means. (laughs) we were Facebook official. I'm just kidding. Facebook friends. Yeah. So
2: um, I had put a Facebook post up that I was officially going to serve in Uganda for two years. And I said the base that I was going to be at. So... He sent a message saying, "Wow, I'm actually working there. I guess I'll see you when you get here." Um, so that was in a year. Really, do you know if either of you
1: had thought about the other one in between that? Yeah, I was wondering that too.
0: Oh well, yes.
2: (laughs) So to me, like I said, he stood out above other people Mm -hmm. for sure. I immediately like felt like I could trust him and just saw the lord in him but i didn't have like a romantic interest it, right. i wasn't like oh maybe this is someone i could get it together with like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but for him it was um he said he was really struck by actually my work ethic and how much i was helping out on the team and he, he was like oh she's She's different, I guess. And so he really liked me and did think about me and talked about me with some of his leaders and
1: friends. Interesting. Um, But like
0: he didn't know you were going there and you didn't know he was going like it was just he happened to be there. I mean, obviously the Lord set it up for sure, but the Lord set it
2: up because he had gone to that city, Jinja, to do a school and he didn't have enough money to get back home. And that is why he ended up staffing there. <laughs> like so it just was so the Lord and so, so many cool. yeah, other things that he did while serving there. And God just orchestrated it. But it was like he he wanted to just go back home really quickly and he couldn't.
0: <laughs>
2: um Okay. So yeah. we, we served there together for two years and it was a really small base. So we had like 30 staff members, but only eight of us lived on the base because we were the single staffers. So the rest is history. We, we fell in love. Um, I'm, try, I'm trying to remember the timing here. I went there in September of 2014 and by we were in a relationship. By July of 2015 we were engaged in December of 2015 and we were married in July of 2016 <laughs> so, so for anyone who's interested in dates there you go <laughs> there's my <laughs> time you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. um
1: okay I'm curious like obviously that's a big
0: Like, commitment in a way, you know? Marriage, yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, marriage first. Marriage
0: to a guy from a totally different country and moving to his country. Well, right.
1: Yeah. Like, that is a lot. And I'm curious, like, in, as you felt like the Lord was calling you to missions overseas, like, was that something, even the first time you went to Australia and the first time you went to Uganda, like, was that something in your mind like I might marry somebody from another country did you had did you want to be married had you thought about like did you think you'd be single like you know um
2: okay so my story is I always obsessively (laughs) wanted to be married um I mean that's all I've ever really wanted my whole life was to be a wife and a mom like Mm -hmm. that was that is what I've just always wanted to do, um, and so when I was in college and people started getting engaged and getting married as they graduated, you know, maybe 18 to early 20s, a really a majority of my friends were getting married, and I was so jealous <laughs> and so Um, discontented and just felt like the Lord had kind of forgotten about me. And it it was a really, really big struggle. And Mm -hmm. then I reached mid-20s and I still wasn't married. Mm -hmm. And so I just have a lot of
1: stories I can tell. Small town living, it's like, you know, everybody gets married by the time they're 20 (laughs) 20 years old, you know? So ripe old age (laughs) of 25, you think that you're so old when, you know, these days a lot of people get married older but yeah um that's not how it is where we live right. and that's that's okay yeah it's just different
2: yeah absolutely um and so i have the story of really in relationship decisions like disobeying the lord and getting into relationships that were just really not good because I was trying to force something to happen because Mm -hmm. I like so badly wanted Mm. to find my husband and just not trusting the Lord fully with that area. Yeah. And so when I was 24, (laughs) I was in a particularly controlling and manipulative and very bad relationship. (laughs) And, after one year, I finally, like, had the courage to end that. And it was right around Easter Sunday, which was... <laughs> I remember going to church and celebrating that Easter, just, like, freedom in a lot of ways. But mm. it was, like, okay, God, I, I finally, like, through my bad decisions, mm-hmm. surrendered this area of my life. Like, even if I'm single for the rest of my life... um like it is okay I would rather always have your best than try to make my own way and
1: was this before you went to YWAM Mm -hmm. at all yeah okay
2: it was shortly before um maybe about two years I think before I went with YWAM
1: and I think being in that place is like pretty normal (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but what like you had been a believer a long time Mm -hmm. and following the Lord. So in that, in that time when you were feeling like you weren't being fully obedient to the Lord, like what did, can you, can you tell a little bit like, what Mm -hmm. did that feel like? Like, and if uh, I don't know how to ask it exactly. Yeah. Like what, where were you at? Like what was your brain space kind of at? even, Cause I think we all can, we all have places where I think we're like deceived, I think in a mm-hmm. way, you know, and I, was, I don't know if that's how, well, I'll let you answer. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: I was definitely,
2: mm, I was in, hmm. yeah, I would say like two relationships in a row pretty much that we're not where I knew to some extent that I was not gonna marry them and so that I probably shouldn't have like even given my heart away Mm -hmm. or gone there. Um, So the first one, um, I was in for two years, but I, I still was really convinced like he is a Christian, like he does love the Lord and I think that we're gonna get married And I remember I was um, heading up the children's program at my church at the time and leading worship, and he had just really said something that was extremely unsupportive of it, kind of like, you're just wasting your time, like, why don't, you should be making more money instead of, Mm. like, giving your life away to this. And I was like, this we're done. (laughs) Okay, like, i tried to kind of pretend we were in the same place and on the same page, but... We are not. And so yeah. I feel like ending that, I was obeying the Lord. But then I was so devastated that I had kind of invested myself in that. And I was so sure that we would get married. And mm. then all of the thoughts that come in, I just kind of wallowed in all of them. Like, yeah. now I'm never, ever going to find anybody. No one will ever want me. Like, just all of those lies. And I just let it just totally filmy kind of and Mm. and so in that place like I very quickly got into my second relationship which was even like just even worse than the first one and so it yeah. yeah but I I just think it was a lot of deception like I said just um I think allowing those lies to come in and um I think in the end maybe it just was like if if I had sought the Lord more and had the courage to obey. And I think it came to just not trusting God with that area of my life. Yeah, that makes sense. And so when I did decide to end that second relationship, it it was almost like, you know, as parents, kids have all kinds of different demeanors. And we talk Mm -hmm. about like, the kids who are more stubborn or more rebellious and like Mm -hmm. how do we creatively discipline them and so I feel like I was that kid (laughs) for the Mm. Lord in the area of relationships like he was like pursuing me so much and like showing me his kindness and his love but I like had to learn it the hard way for myself you know Mm. like all right like I pushed it and saw kind of the other side of the coin or what it's really like when yeah. you're not surrendered in that area of your life to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And But, um but through that year, I mean, that was really like one of the darkest times because I, I like knew that I was not in God's will. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I had a lot of friends pull away from me because of that, because they just kind of saw the darkness in my life and, um. yeah, that was not a happy time, but that God fully redeemed, but that it brought me to a, a place of such complete brokenness that I was finally ready to trust the Lord with that area. That's amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. I was just curious, like, thinking about your friends, like, did did they just look and say, Oh, I don't want anything to do with her or did they try to like, Hey, mm-hmm. is this really what you want to be doing? Or yeah, I was just curious.
2: Um, I'm not doing this just because it's your podcast, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, delight was one of the friends who really pursued me and stuck with me like fully during that time. Um, mm-hmm. in spite of what was clearly like poor decision making. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely had people who saw that I wasn't in a good place and who tried to talk to me about it yeah. or warn me, like, are you sure that this is the right thing for you? And we're concerned about you. And I definitely had people who were yeah. doing that. But I think I had some friends that were... whatever. Like, if you're going to go this direction with your life or if you're going to end up marrying this guy and partnering your life with this, like, we're not sure we can
1: continue walking with you, which... Right. I don't think people always know how to
0: to do that. that. You
1: know, like, people are like, okay, well, like, I don't think that they realize that there's another option. And
0: that's why I was asking because for me as a friend, you know, like, maybe having some people like that sometimes in my life, not even right now necessarily, or but just thinking... You know, like I want to do it the right way and I don't want to just abandon someone just because mm. I feel like they're making bad choices. And mm. so, it was, yeah, I was just curious to know, like, if they did try or if they did just love you through it. And it was kind of like, you know, the truth. I'm not going to bug you about it all the time. You know, like just continue to love you. And pray that the Lord will convict you, which he obviously did. So that's so cool.
2: um, Yeah, I think there are people on all ends of the spectrum. But I think I had a lot of people who were pursuing me and who saw and and cared to try to intervene and just speak truth and just love me.
0: I love that. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. I think it's so important. And I think that sometimes we can just kind of shy away and be scared because we don't want to. Say the wrong thing or whatever, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. and then we ended up just yep. pulling away, and then the relationship's completely lost because they didn't really care, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's good. So, but back to so Easter, what? back to <laughs> Easter. <Right. laughs> um, so that
2: was like I said, I think I've already said it twice, but the point in my life where I I, it just didn't matter anymore if I got married. I obviously still had that desire in me, but I just wanted God's best. And also, you know, I think we often hear of the the single forever female foreign missionaries, like they go off and oh <laughs> just, you know, they're serving the Lord and don't always end up like getting married or having a family. And so I think I kind of thought that that would be, be me. And I, I mm-hmm. was ready for that, even though yeah. it wasn't like my first preference. Um, and then when I got to Uganda, I did become good friends with a few older women who had been single forever and had no prospects of getting married. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm in good company. join <laughs> you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the Lord had other plans. Yes.
2: <laughs> and okay, this was the other funny thing. So, in throughout my time of really feeling like God had called me to do foreign missions, I told God no for quite a while and through those relationships with those guys. And I told God that if he would just bring me a husband that I would go do foreign (laughs) missions with that. I was scared to go by myself. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And God was like, hello, you know, you need to wait because your husband is there. I can't give you your husband first.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) isn't that amazing though like i think that i think that that is not uncommon you know to maybe feel like god's asking something of us and then we put our own stipulation on it Mm -hmm. you know like okay i will do this if but actually like when we surrender and follow the if you know Mm -hmm. not the if but the if will come like that when we surrender and we do what he's asking often like his way is so much better Mm -hmm. and he usually it seems like a lot of times he has that he's he's planning all along to fulfill that desire Mm -hmm. in us you know he's like if you'll
0: just wait for the right moment
1: right yep 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 so that's cool. So then you guys started your relationship at some point, must be yeah, what changed? Like you were friends, you said during that year before you went back and then you were interested or how long until you were returned his interest, so to speak. Um so when
2: I first got to Uganda um Well, I kind of talked about that lure of many Ugandans believe that because we're Westerners and, you know, like you're from America, man, like you must have such a good life and you're all set financially and there's kind of a lure of, you know, maybe your life is in some way better than mine or whatever. And so just a lot of guys are like, I want to marry a Western woman. I want to mm-hmm. marry a British woman or a German woman or an American woman. or, And mm-hmm. so I think because of that, there are guys maybe in YWAM there or guys I didn't know at all, like who are strangers in town and just really showing interest in me. And obviously it was like for the wrong reason with those Mm -hmm. guys. And it was really frustrating to me. And I was like, (laughs) I remember talking to my mom and I was like, I will never marry a Ugandan man. Like they're just all like looking for money. Like that is how I felt about a lot of guys who had approached me and it was frustrating. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) yes. I said, I'd never marry Ugandan. Meanwhile, um, Moses was like not at all ever interested in marrying a Western women, woman. And he had had some interesting experiences on his school as well. And, (laughs) um, but so all, all of that to say he never expressed his interest in me when we first started working together and he really felt like he shouldn't. And, um, Yeah, it was for like close to a year that he really just kind of hid that in his heart and just was a good friend. Um, And he kept praying about, Lord, can I tell her, like, can we start something? And God kept telling him to wait. And I was so like not in a place where I was ready. Right. And finally, when he did, I mean, it was the right timing. And I had already been praying about him and talking about him to my parents and I think one one friend because it wasn't like I wasn't super sure yet at that point but um yeah so I am just really grateful that he waited and obeyed the Lord Mm -hmm. in that it's amazing um and so we started our relationship and we were talking to somebody last night who had had a similar experience to me. But um, in Moses's culture, to say, I love you is kind of equivalent to saying, you know, I'm interested in pursuing you and wanting to get to know you more. And so it was right at the beginning when we were talking through, (laughs) like, yes, we want to be You know, pursuing each other and praying and what does that mean like what does that look like to you like what does that timing feel like to you and all of these things because we're coming from like totally different perspectives on this right and he told me he loved me I mean it was like we just decided to like start something (laughs) and I was like no 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 (laughs) you cannot tell me you love me (laughs) I was like you can't say that (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, wait, why? And then it it was even confusing for him because he's like, I thought we talked about, like, we were going to get to know each other. And what is happening here? And he was really kind of... I love you means let's get married. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. And so... And isn't this terrible? I am not always good at like remembering big like milestone moments because I'm pretty sure that we didn't say I love you until we were engaged. But I need to double check that with Moses, but I'm pretty sure. (laughs) So I think that is what I I asked of him. I just explained, hey, in my culture, right? Like I love you means we're ready to get married. Like it's very, it's a commitment. And I said, please, unless we are to get engaged, like please do not say that to me again. And he really honored that, even though it was hard for him. <laughs> oh. It's too funny. Um, yes. And so I did tell him what our tradition in the U.S. is for proposing because it wouldn't necessarily be such a big moment for Ugandans. It's, And, you know, I was almost 30 and having waited and looked forward to that day of getting engaged i i just i don't think that i said i want this but i said to him this is very important in our culture <laughs> so i explained to him about the ring and getting down on one knee and making it a special event and he very very much did that
0: Ah, that's so sweet
1: i love it me too Um, well, we have like a lot more to talk about. So would you join us for a second episode?
2: I would love that.
1: (laughs) Okay. So we better finish out first with this one and tell us what's good about today.
2: Actually, when I came here to be with delight in August today, um, I haven't seen both of them in a while especially August, haven't mm-hmm. seen in quite a long time. Yeah. And I told them that I was so just excited and happy to be here that I could like feel it in my chest. Like when you're really giddy, giddy and want to <laughs> squeal. And so for me, that's what's really good about today is just being here with both of you and Aww. getting to catch up. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Carison
1: says, Aw. Aww, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well join us next week when we hear more of Alicia's story.
0: Yeah.
1: Have a good day. Have a good day. Thanks for being here. We appreciate you listeners. Yeah, we do. Without you, we would have no reason to come back week after week. True, true. See you later. Have a good day.